Roger Derling, artistic director of the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, was in a brilliant mood at the a recent news conference, which officially kicked off the festival, scheduled to run this year from March the 2nd to March the 12th. Derling's sunny mood was understandable following last year's rather difficult year for the festival planners and programmers, who a year ago had to adjust pretty nimbly to put most events and screenings online. Space had been made available, courtesy of City College, to create drive-in theatres in their seaside parking lots for selected films. Roger dubbed them temporary Brigadoon villages, but they are now dissolved. The festival will be pretty well back to normal with filmgoers in the theatres this year, masked of course, with slightly less capacity, uh, allowing for some space between spectators, all this barring any surge in the contagion and imposition of state mandates. As always, we promised a cornucopia of excellent foreign films from every continent, giving us a glimpse of life elsewhere that we rarely think about. As you will see, many of the familiar offerings of the festival will make a welcome return with a number of events free and open to the public, members of the public who do not have a pass. Last Thursday's press conference was held in the congenial surroundings of the Sullivan Goss Gallery downtown rather than the usual venue of the lobby of the Santa Barbara Hotel. And I'm hoping the hotel may still be serve, serve as the traditional festival hub where the public can relax, mix, and even rub shoulders with film directors and producers, and where in the past I've been able to conduct interviews with filmgoers and cast members. Now to the programme. Opening night at the Arlington, March the 2nd, will feature a British comedy, Phantom of the Open, starring Mark Rylance, based apparently on an improbable story of a man who, having never swung a golf club in his life, for reasons known only to himself, enrolled in the prestigious British International Open Golf Tournament, which was probably taking place at one of the legendary Scottish courses that year, which was an opportunity here for a lot of great scenic photography. It sounds like a tribute to an ancient British tradition of tolerance for the lunatic amateur allowed to have his way as long as he makes means no harm. The festival will close on March the 12th at the Arlington also on the Saturday with a musical documentary tribute to Dion Warwick. It's called Don't Make Me Over and Warwick's contribution of course to popular music was underlined and reinforced by her life as an activist as we will see in the film's title. This is her anthem Don't Make Me Over and the film includes interviews with many musical collaborators and those from worlds away, including Burt Bacharach, Gloria Estefan, Snoop Dogg, and amazingly Bill Clinton, so you'll be in good company. A quick look at the programme suggests a slightly smaller selection of movies than in previous years, but that still leaves room for 48 world premieres, including some from countries not really well known for film production, such as Qatar or Slovakia, where there's also 90 US premieres Doubtless, many of the movies will move around the festival circuit, but all hoping, of course, to attract wider distribution. There are also deserved tributes to be paid to important directors joining the festival. David O. Russell will be here and Gregory Narva. Russell is a favourite visitor to, uh, to Spiff, which he has visited more than once. And this is the 20th anniversary of perhaps his most famous film, 
Silver Linings Playbook. The director will be present at the free screening at matinee at the Lobero and should check the date for that Q&A. The second director to be honored is Gregory Narva, who has been credited with breaking through the invisible Hollywood racial barrier against Latino or immigrant themed movies. For example, El Norte, also scheduled for a free screening of a libero. And the other film by Narva to be showcased, along with a Q&A at the same time, uh, is Selena, which is the biopic of a famed singer who tragically, of course, died in her early 20s. The return of free afternoon screens at the Libero is welcome news, a reminder of how the organizers of SPIF do go out of their way to provide great entertainment to members of the general public who may simply not have the means to afford the price of an individual ticket, let alone a pass. The 10-10-10 competition is also back. This is open to groups of local students from, lo from local schools and colleges. Uh, they will spend the 10 days of the festival putting together from scratch 10 10-minute movies from composing the script to final edit. And the winners in each category will be announced in the Arlington before the screening of the final film of the festival. With this, of course, to the boundless delight of parents and schoolmates. Another annual favorite back this year will be Mike's Field Trip to the Movies, which honors the name of Mike Degree, famed oceanographer, explorer, and cinematographer, and a great friend of the festival who died tragically in a helicopter crash off the Australian coast while scouting for locations for a film several years ago. Mike wanted to put on a show for fourth and sixth graders from Title IX schools. These are underfunded primary and middle schools in the, uh, the Tri-Counties area, most of whom had never seen a movie on a screen before. The result has been two packed out shows at the Arlington, about a thousand per screening, for excited kids to see a couple of the year's best animated features and their directors. It's a wonderful experience for all and a wonderful way to honor Mike's legacy. We also must end, I'm afraid, on a sad note. For about 20 years now, local graphic artist Barbara Boris has created uh, the annual image of the festival, sometimes lyrical, nostalgic, always evocative of the beauty and the culture of the place. Um, filmgoers saw and loved her work at the start of every screening, loving her work, I should say, without knowing the artist who was so charming in person and her modest in her talent, and she will be sorely missed. The place has been taken very ably by Martist Hank Pitcher, whose poster this year features a surfer in silhouette standing by the shore, completing, uh, contemplating the ocean. And Hank has a fascinating statement on the Spiff website you can read, describing his own feelings of standing on that same beach, contemplating the ocean, uh, as he says, like looking through a window onto the vastness of nature. Beyond, for him, uh, it is uh, like mentally entering the screen in a cinema once the lights go down. You will find further details, including a number I may have missed, at the festival website, spiff.org, S-B-I-F-F dot O-R-G. The festival has an app also, probably free, I hope, which you can download to make your selections. During the festival, KCSB News will do its best to keep you current 
on what's happening uh, and what's showing with interviews with directors and producers and some reports on the star visitors from out of town and perhaps some of the panels with professionals. In the meantime, happy viewing. See you at the movies. This is Harry Lawton reporting for KCSB.